Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of the Mavs Outside this podcast. I'm one half of your host, Mind of Reese, aka Reese Williams, aka Maurice Williams. And you're probably wondering, damn, Reese sound crisp. What's 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 going on? New mic, who this? You know. Uh Went and got me a new mic. I, I heard the people talking. I didn't really think too much was wrong with my old mic, but I said, you know what? Let me upgrade to the Blue Yeti. And Bibbs got the black one, so you know I had to cop the KKK version. I had to cop the white, you know? Yin and yang. You understand what I'm saying? Shout out to Cameron Brink. I'm sorry, who? Cameron Brink. Cameron Brink? Who's that? She, uh, she plays with Stanford, and they keep putting her ads on my Instagram. Every time I watch a story, I got to see her ad. And she could not be the more vanilla. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, before no, I can introduce him, you know, he 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 um he started talking about some vanilla chick on, that's always on his timeline. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, our other half on the Mavs Outsides podcast, Mr. Mike Bibbins. Michael Bibbins, not the singer, no relation. Uh, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner Podcast. Wherever you find your podcast content, be f- sure to look out for his review of Miss Marvel for all the MCU fans coming uh, probably around the same time that this releases. They may be out at the same time. How you feeling, bro? I'm also, sorry if oh. I have a stuffy nose, y'all. So, like, if I sound a little weird, that's why. Proceed. <laughs> If I, if I sound a little weird, <clears throat> if I sound a little bit more hoarse than than usual, it's because I just spent two hours talking about Ms. Marvel with my man Saeed, or Saeed, who I put out the call. I put out the call for, for anyone of Pakistani or Muslim uh, background to that wanted to come on the pod. I had a couple people reach out. Come, some that said they didn't want to actually be on the podcast necessarily, but they gave me like their their feelings and thoughts. But uh, Saib agreed to come on. We ended up having a great conversation. He was able to tap into the things that me being a Black American male, I could not necessarily tap into. Glad so, you did that. Yeah, Glad I think because none of the big podcasts I saw were able did that. So I felt like it would add another dimension to, and I was able to get some questions answered that I wasn't going to be able to get answered any other way. So, uh. you know, something that really annoyed me, like listening to the midnight boys talk about Ms. Marvel, every episode, they refer to Kamala's friend as Nakia. Right. I'm like, bro, her name is clearly Nakia. Right. And they keep saying the Kia. I'm like, bro, that's some American ass shit. Call that woman by her name. Right, y'all made her black. Like, what are we doing? Her name's Nakia. I went to school with a Nakia, but her name is Nakia. I know a couple of Nakias. Her name is Nakia. They say Nakia. Multiple times. It was somebody else who they were doing that to, too. Um, was it Cameron? Yeah, they kept calling him Cameron. I think they I think they would slip up and fix it. They that. would do it every they would like slip back and forth. Yeah. But like his name's clearly Comrade, bro. Like, right, like he's not with the dipset. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> his computer's not Putin. Like, come on, man. 
but but I'm glad you did do that because I think that's important. Simply because there's a lot of things. Like for instance, they said it on one of the episodes of the Midnight Boys. Um, when they found out that Kamala was a djinn, a lot of people were upset about that because they like, oh, we get the superhero in. It's basically like she's this demon. This, this the djinn right. isn't something that's in high regard. In right, culture. it's not something that should be celebrated. Yeah, I watched this group on YouTube that reacts to things called the normies. Okay, and it's a big group of people, like black, white, whole bunch of stuff. But most of them are from Pakistani descent. And I was most excited to see them react to this show. And for the last episode, they did like a skit where they all dressed up in like, you know, uh, different Pakistani um, clothing. And they had some of their black crew members, uh, white ones, and they all did like a dance to a remix of the Avengers theme song. The was crazy. But uh, they, they, they cool. They cool. I like it. It, it was fun to see their reaction. It's like, you know, it's fun to see people react the way we did about Black Panther in a way. That's why I wish this really got a movie. Yeah. But I'm glad it got a TV show because it touched on things that the movie wouldn't have time to. Like the family dynamic and the side characters that we care about. We wouldn't have really been able to care as much about them if this was just a two and a half hour movie. Exactly. Exactly. Um I just went and saved that Normie's uh, reaction uh, just so I could check that out later. Yeah. But um, we talked about all that. Like I brought up the, 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 you know, how black people reacted to Black Panther and if he had any relation to that. It was perfect because he's in his upper 20s. Um, he was actually born in Pakistan. Uh, the exact same city that her family was from in the wow. movie. Um, Karachi. Karachi, yeah. And he has a 16-year-old sister also. So that all played into his his relation to it. And uh, we got into some good stuff. Like, like I said, we spoke for two hours. So, of course, I got the non-spoiler section. So if you haven't watched it yet, you're considering we do have some non, a non-spoiler, a pretty substantial non-spoiler. I usually do them like 10, 15 minutes, but I think we did like a 30 minute non-spoiler as well before we got into all the details. And um, uh, again, it was a great conversation. So I'm definitely I, thankful. That he's how did you feel? about the the big twist at the end that got the whole internet buzzing. Perfect. I messed with it. I'm I'm excited. What I did not know was that basically they're going the route that the original creator of Miss Marvel wanted. Exactly. Man, look. I'm going to have to censor it. I'm gonna have to censor. Almost a week. It's a 40 minute television show. Censor it. Go ahead and censor it. I'm gonna censor it. I'm gonna censor it. I'm gonna censor it. Anyway, you know what? I'm not even gonna speak on it now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait till next week. But um, what I wanted wanted to say to you was um, I know you watched a lot of TV shows. I think the first poll you did, Stranger Things, one, right? Yeah. Okay. I know you did a second poll, right? I did a second round. So uh, Stranger Things won. Succession was in second. I watched both shows. I did another round. Uh, Barry won. Okay, but Attack on Titan finished second. So I'm... Barry is a show on HBO. 
with Bill Heater. That's what I wanted to get to. Okay. Attack on Titan. Are you watching that on Hulu or? Hulu. Okay. English or Japanese? English. Okay. Um, how far have you gotten so far? I finished season one. I okay. Two impressive. episodes in the season two. That's impressive. Okay. So I want to get your thoughts on a few things so this far. This is still a basketball podcast, by the way, people. You have yeah, this is still a – we're going to get to the Mavericks, but right now the Mavericks are like – Mavericks are like least important on our agenda. To be honest, if you don't want to listen to any of this, if you do not care, you can always look in the show notes. It's always time stamped when we talk about the Mavericks. Just, just unlock your phone. You're probably exited out of the podcast app because you're probably scrolling on social media. Go to the podcast app, scroll down a little bit, see the show notes, see that timestamp. That's where we start talking about the Mavericks. Skip right ahead. Anyway, so. That's impressive because when I first started Attack on Titan, um, it started off slow for me. Okay. Like the first two couple episodes, three or four maybe, I stopped for like a month, then came wow. back to it. So I'm curious because you said you finished in you finished the whole first season. I only I think started like, yesterday. Oh wow. Okay. And it's only like like twelve episodes, right? First season? No, first season is twenty five episodes. Is it? The second season is 12 episodes. Second season, yeah. So, um, apparently you liked it if you finished the first season <laughs> in a day. <laughs> I was intrigued. So, what's your thoughts on the... I'm not going to say spoiler warning for... You know what? Okay. Spoiler warning if, if you have not watched Attack on Titan, even though it's been out since 2013 or 14. But... Um, I saw a lot of people actually just started um, Attack on Titan and... Uh, Succession. I mean, to be fair, I started Attack on Titan two years ago. Okay. And somehow I avoided spoilers before that. Interesting. Like the whole. How do I've I? I've seen people. T- I've seen people talk about it on the timeline for years, but like none of it stuck. Yeah, like a lot of the big stuff was never spoiled for me. Yeah, like I'm I'm not sure where this is going. I feel like I've heard about things, but I'm not like the name. There's so many characters I'm gonna tell you right now popping up and dying that I can't I've lost track of a lot of characters. I'm gonna tell you right now, the fact that you're just starting season two, wherever you think this is going, it's not going. <laughs> I, 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 yo. Don't say that, too much though. No. I'm not. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. Wherever you think this is going, it's not going. All right. So what I'll say is, do you remember where season one ends? Yes. I saw it coming as far as who that main villain was going to end up being. I did not. I saw it coming as soon as that thing popped out. Like, not as soon as it popped out, but as soon as I saw what it was doing, I was like, that's old girl. Okay. Immediately, I was like, "That's old. That's it." And then, as she's like, as she starts interacting with um, Armin, for example, when she starts, uh, when they keep focusing on this blue eye, like that was what it really hit for me. Like that, this was first of all a person, and secondly, a person that knows them. Um, that that part of it. Uh, 
but as far as like how it went down with how they got her or cornered her because i couldn't remember like like i said they introduced a bajillion characters i was like that's that girl i couldn't remember what her name was i couldn't remember 100 percent her significance like there's a character that ended up dead that i was like i feel bad because i they keep crying about this person like this person was important but i was like i don't remember who the fuck but then they did like a flashback at some point i was like oh that's who that was okay okay cool yeah, that doesn't go away yeah so like the fact they kept talking about his his death like it was dramatic like it's and you're not like, wrong the fuck is he wasn't an important character he just had a couple moments right before he died but that made him important He's not an important character, but his death is important to important characters. Right. That's why his death becomes important. Yeah. Like, so. the, the fact they kept bringing him up, and I was like, who the hell was this person that they seemed so affected by? And then they showed the flashback where he was the one that told old buddy, like, you, you're a great leader because of X, Y, Z, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes, that makes sense to why he would be so hurt about this person dying, because these people drop a life flies at this point, like, why are we stressing one motherfucker at this point? Like, <laughs> but uh, overall, I'm annoyed by a lot of the yelling, which I think has somewhat calmed down. Like in the I, beginning, Aaron, like I did not like him. Yeah, I was like, did this dude shut the hell up? Like, what yes. is going on? Like, he Go was ahead. yelling at all times. All times. On 10. Always. Like, every single, no matter what the situation, like, they could be in a quiet market. This dude is yelling, like, relax buddy but um, um it it definitely it's it's gonna get like it takes a while you have some seasons to go but the show at its best when it gets to a point where it's more about humanity than surviving the titans that's the best of the show and like you'll it transitions cleanly into that it's not just a complete 180 so i'm gonna say i'm surprised by the amount of humanity stuff there is yeah i assume people like the show because of the action titan stuff going on it's both actually it's more so the humanity that people talk about in the writing than the titan stuff yeah like they've they definitely have they got some deep things going on um it's weird it's funny because i had started to think about like with the telescope thing and the images of like the galaxies and all that good stuff. Like I started to think about like how humans would react to a humanoid being that was like gigantic, like that made us look like insects, like the way we treat insects. Like I always, I'm I'm weird to like, I think like, what does the insect look at us as? Right. Um, Like I'd be thinking like, what if I wake up in the morning? It's just a Titan outside my house. Like what? And what I, this is before I watched the show, though. This is before I watched the show. I had started like having these thoughts, and exactly. So, like when I watched the show, I'm like, okay, now this is, yeah, this I can not relate to it, but like the the idea of these monstrous beings, I I almost they're creepy because they're humanoid, but yeah, it works for me because and they have no emotion and they just and that's the thing. Like I don't know if they're. The idea of like when they're when I'm looking at them initially, the expressionlessness of them, I don't know if that's their interpretation of them or that's legitimately like they don't have expressions. But like when we look at a bug, we can't tell what a bug 
expression is. So that's how I, I view it as from a bigger view. I mean, they wouldn't know what we were thinking about. They, we don't know what they're thinking about looking at them. So maybe that's how they the the Titans work. But obviously, you're deeper in it, so that that may already either be addressed or like they haven't changed. Uh, it's not much to be addressed. It's just I appreciate okay. you thinking deep into that, but they have no emotion or expression. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 yeah, it's like the it worked out with the timing because I was already thinking about stuff like that, and then the show was kind of giving me that because I was thinking about doing like a horror movie type situation where some aliens came that were towering over us type of thing and like get from the perspective of the aliens of like looking at us as like the way we look at ants basically like we know ants have colonies and structure and jobs and all that but we don't respect them as beings so I wanted to bring up Attack on Titan to say, you finally watched the show that I wanted you to watch. So this week, oh man, I'm going to start The Voice. Okay. So anyone listening to this who's a fan of The Voice, watch The Boys, I'll be tweeting about it as I go along. For the people, for my anime fan, friends, if y'all know, I tweeted along when I watched Hunter Hunter. That was pretty fun. The boys, from what y'all tell me, should be pretty fucking fun. We'll see. But we have talked enough about shit that has nothing to do with basketball. About 18 minutes in? Yeah. So, you know, I'm sorry. I got 16 because I got to cut out your spoilers from I gotta, uh, Miss Marvel. I got to do this. I'm sorry. What's happening? I'm confused. What? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. You can bet on the upcoming Orioles game. Who's going to get five hits? Who's going to get three strikeouts? Whatever excites you the most. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Is that that booger sugar? What is... Oh, all right. All right, so... (laughs) I have a piece of tissue up my nose right now. So... Uh, starting with the Dallas Mavericks, ending with the Dallas Mavericks, because that's what we had to talk about. But uh, Summer League is over at this point for us, correct? Yep. Uh, our final game was against the Lakers. Yep, Scottie Pippen Jr. Scottie, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers, I told Bibbs, I've had a long week. I did not watch these games. So I'm going to hand off the assist to you. Uh, to recap, I did see some box scores. Uh, checked in on Jaden Hardy. I noticed it was kind of a bit of a fall off from his first game. 
Uh, one game he shot three for 13. I think that was against the Bucks. Um, I think against the Lakers, he had like 17 points or something. So uh, I'm going to kick it to you. What what did you – who impressed you? Uh, you know, who impressed you aside from Jaden Hardy? What did you think of Jaden Hardy aside from the first game? Do you remember uh, Family Guy? They would have the, the black weather forecast. You about to get Ali, yes. Yeah, you about to get the 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 extra the 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 super casual summer league observations. Okay. The boys suck. So <laughs> <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, the main thing I want to talk about because when it comes hold to- up, hold up. How did we get this far into this podcast without me realizing my green stain is green? There's no picture. Initially, initially, I was like, <laughs> he's going to turn it on at some point. <laughs> and it's, at some point, I just forgot. Oh, my goodness. All right. Proceed. <laughs> I was like, he going to, like I said, when he first came up, I was like, he going to turn it on when we record or something. And then I forgot. So but that's, I, I apologize for my poor part in that. Um, when I was looking at Summer League, I, I had to look through the idea of winning to Kenny's dudes play basketball. Um, it wasn't as bad as it ended up. Like, we were 0-5, but two of the games we lost by one point. Two of the other games we came back in the third or fourth quarter and made it close or competitive at some point. We just were asked for, like, the first half at least. The other one we got asked is, well, start to finish. But as far as, like observing the team observing what i would want to see from a basketball player i did break down the team into different groups of signability if you will so first of all you had hardy and people went stupid over the 28 point start and with the way the roster was built people seemed to accept the idea of him being the lead guard off the bench which was absurd to me to place that type of pressure on him. Very much so. <clears throat> and the rest of the games proved that to be true. Um, mostly in the sense that because he was the primary guy, other teams were like trapping him, setting up doubles, and he was not handling them great. Um, once teams realized after that first game what he wanted to do, which was get inside, they collapsed on him a lot and he wasn't able to get all the way inside. He was having to pull up for the middies, which is fine. I don't mind pulling up for the middies. Uh, He just wasn't hitting them to the degree that one might want him to hit them in this last game in like the third quarter. I think he got hot for a stretch and hit like four or five in a row. And uh, I saw someone tweet. I wish I remembered who it was that uh, he, he looked like Tim Hardaway, the third out there. Because he was throwing up bricks most of the game, and then he had like a hot stretch, and he looked like the greatest player on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely Tim Hardaway esque. Exactly. So, and I think that that's how you have to look at him now. Again, he's a child. Right. But as far as his usefulness, his usefulness is as a spark plug off the bench. Volume score type guy. Not somebody you're depending on to carry anything, but somebody you throw in there to get some points and take them out. Right. Like I'm not the idea of him being a six man immediately is frightening for me because I don't think he deserves that level of 
uh, pressure. Not at this point in his career, no, not, not at all. Uh, also, that that just sets him up. That's setting y'all up for failure because exactly. y'all put that pressure on him and y'all expect this out of him unfairly. And then during the season, when you don't get it, you're ready to say, oh, trade this dude like you do yeah. Josh Green. So he's like, trash. He's not ready. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not how rookies work. No, um, not at all. I don't know if Luca broke y'all with your expectations of young players, but. They're not used to having rookies on this team. So It's funny. I had to tweet about Josh Green compared to Quentin Grimes. Because when you look at the details of what each player did last year, there's not a seismic gap between the two. Um, but I listen to how Knicks fans talk about Quentin Grimes and it's like, we're going to develop him. He's going to be this, 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 and this. But when you listen to mass fans talk about Josh green, it's he's fucking trash and there will never be a use for him. He'll never be a good basketball player. And it's like, no, (laughs) give him a chance. Like the things that he needs to correct are not that complicated to correct. Can we get through his first contract first? Right. Like he's still, he's younger than Quentin Grimes at the end of the day, who stayed in college for three or four years. So the idea that he's, there's nothing useful there and there never will be is stupid. Straight up. Like I'm not even going to dance around it. It's stupid to act like he's a discardable player. First of all, the hardest thing to teach a player or if a player doesn't have this, they're not ever going to develop it, is defense. And his defense is good. So just off that, he's a playable player. He's a respectable player. How many players around the league literally just play defense and have made their bread off of it? A lot. So then... Matisse Thibault? Yeah. Guy that y'all are clamoring for who literally just plays defense and is a worse shooter than Josh. Josh's biggest issue is confidence in his shot and his ability and comfort with making the right decisions. And putting the damn ball on the floor. Like he, he's not sure of himself. That's his biggest obstacle. So the, the, the goal of Jason Kidd and the team is to make him comfortable with making those decisions. Like trust your instincts, play the game, take the shot, make the pass, go to the rim. And in the, and I know we've gotten off topic. I don't give a fuck. In the clips that I've seen of his workouts, not just the ones that have been posted on Twitter. I've actually gone to his uh, trainer on Instagram to see more. They seem to be working with him on those things that he has deficits on one being quick, like getting the ball immediately, letting it go. And then counters if the other team closes out hard. Like when they close out, knowing when to put it on the deck, uh, going to the rim with force and finishing strong. Like he likes to get up there and yeah, dipsy doodle, if you will. Finesse a little bit. Yeah, way too much finesse. Like he Kyrie Irving. (laughs) And it's like, do you realize you're built like a football player? Like go through them, get fouled, get to the line dunk on people like that's that's what's going to make you a player in this league um he also worked on some one two dribble actions as well um a quick pull up he was working on um like a pump fake one dribble step back shot 
and stuff like that to where he's not just relegated to either catching and shooting or catching and driving. So just those things, he doesn't have to be a take over the game type of guy. If he can master, not even master, if he can get three quarters of the way mastered on those things that they're clearly working on, he's a very valuable player for us next year. Um, So I'm excited to see where he comes out next year. And again, the big thing is the mental, the confidence that Rick Carlisle did not help with. I keep telling people like this dude has played one real season of NBA basketball. What are we talking about? Like his rookie season, he didn't even at training camp. Right. It's like, give, give him a chance. Like, can we at least get through his first contract? Like, we saw what he did last year. Y'all act like he wasn't a decent rotational piece for us last year. Exactly. He had good games, like <clears throat> undeniably good games uh, for us, double-doubles for us. To act like there's no usefulness there is goofy as hell. Um, you just hating on players to hate on players at that point. If I don't you, get it, man. It, it's not like he's out there shitting the bed every single time he plays. He makes mistakes for now, every now and then. That's part of developing and growing as a player. Y'all act like he's Sterling Brown out there. Right. Like Sterling Brown been in league years and is still Sterling Ass. Brown. Still Sterling Brown. So uh, they, I th- even people that's, oh, he, he, he shrunk in the playoffs. Okay. Jalen Brunson shrunk in, the, shrunk in the playoffs the year before. And then he came out and put 40 on the Jazz this year. Like, it happens. The playoffs is a whole nother beast. He hasn't mastered the regular season beast. I'm not going to expect that he's going to have mastered the playoff beast. That's a whole nother level of basketball. So get out of here with that. Y'all want this team to take a leap so bad. You're expecting too much out of guys. You should not. Right. And I might've done something similar with Dwight Powell and being pissed at him for everything, but Dwight Powell's 30. He starts. And he starts. I'm and I've got to a point where I said it's not his fault that I'm pissed at him, but he's there and I get to be pissed at him. And he's right. an adult and he's been in the league for 10 years. Like, I'm not sugarcoating it with a with which is insane like in of itself, but <laughs> I digress. Let's get back to the summer league team. So, getting back to the summer league team, Hardy, he's, he's established, right? He got a multiple year contract, he was drafted. He's safe. He's going to be, I don't know if he's going to, how deep in the rotation he is. Right now, he's probably got to play a good bit of minutes based on our roster construction. The next piece we have is who is eligible or who of these guys should we consider for either a, that last roster spot? We'll say last quote unquote, because who knows if a trade might occur or whatever. Uh, who's should be looking at a roster spot? Who should be looking at a two way? The report came out that we're giving one of the two ways to Tyler Dorsey. That has not been put in ink yet. Um, Tyler Dorsey is a former Oregon player. So I believe that's Nico's Oregon ties as a Nike guy that put him on the radar. He's 26, three and D Uh, my guy, Mate uh, from SportInfo.si mentioned that there were so many better players in Europe than Tyler Dorsey that it feels like a really random signing for us to get Dorsey, but he fits the mold. He's 6'6", six, six, he he's a 3 and D guy, right? So I'm going to go into this with that knowledge that we've allegedly promised him a two-way. 
So who should be up for the other two-way slash last roster spot? There's only two guys, in my opinion, from the Summer League team. It's A.J. Lawson. It's Moses Wright. Before the last two Summer League games, it was A.J. Lawson, no doubt. Moses had been terrible, but then he came out and he had a 28-point game. Multiple rebounds, blocks, was being strong, going up, getting offensive rebounds, putbacks. And he played well in both of the last two games. So he put himself right back in on the radar. And remember, he was our two-way guy last year. So AJ Lawson, Moses Wright. I think I put AJ first because he was good. Yes. Go ahead. Moses isn't the guy that got injured when we had the two-way, right? Who was no, that? That was... Eugene Omarui, Omarui yep. who's on a two-way with the Thunder. Are they with the Thunder? I got to look now. <laughs> but he signed a two-way uh, with someone else this summer. I'm going to find it real quick. Pulling up my tracker, which I need to update. I want to say it's the Thunder, but I don't like being wrong because i know when i listen to podcasts and somebody says something definitively it's the thunder all right <clears throat> so he was on a two-way he broke his foot we actually he actually was good we acknowledged that he was good but he got injured so it was a waste of right. a spot to not yeah, replace him like i think the i think it was done respectably to where we probably could have gotten him back but um you know i think the thunder is a good opportunity for him <clears throat> so moses Moses was on the team at the end of the year. Like he was on there when we were in the playoffs. So in a perfect world, we bring AJ and Moses back on two ways. Like those would be my, like no doubt about it, two way guys. And I wouldn't have to think about Tyler Dorsey, but the fact that we promised something to Tyler Dorsey makes that complicated. Would I give any of the three that last quote unquote roster spot? That's a tough call. That's a tough call. I couldn't see it happening. But even on a like one in one minimum deal, that's a scary prospect. If let's say they were entertaining it, I would give it to AJ Lawson. With that said, I'm very biased when it comes to AJ Lawson. I watched his entire college career. He went to my alma mater. I've seen him in person. Like all of this kind of plays into my feelings about AJ Lawson. With that said, I'm genuinely surprised by how good he looked in summer league. When I saw him at South Carolina, he was the point guard most of the time. He seems to have already made the transition to being an off-ball guy, a guy that's going to come off screens and catch and shoot threes, a guy that runs the open floor and dunks hard, a guy that hustles on defense. And he was doing all that. And he seems to have fully transitioned into being that player, which is what he probably needs to be to have an NBA career. In the last game, we actually did play him at point for a couple of stretches, which in my opinion is a sign of, we are probably going to sign this dude. How many ways can we use him? So, I think in, in each interview, I think Kid mentioned him. He said, if we don't sign on somebody else's, um, St. John, the guy who coached the first summer league game and is like, he's probably moving up 
the ranks now because of the changes that I think the Sweeney leave. Why in my head did Sweeney leave? No, no, no. He was interviewing for jobs, but I don't think he left. Sean Sweeney stayed. Somebody else left. Okay, somebody left the the bench, but St. John clearly is top of the bench. And in multiple interviews, he talked about how impressed he was with Lawson. Specifically, he mentioned that even when his shot wasn't falling, he was still hustling. He was still doing all the the things that they want players to do, which I agree with. Like Even in his last game, I thought he had an off night, but then I went back and looked at the off night shooting. Defense was there. The hustling was there, crashing the boards, all that stuff was there. But he actually ended up having a pretty good, respectable night, too. When you look at the box score, he uh, he led, I want to say he led the team in scoring. Yes, he even finished with 19 points, five boards, two assists, steal, and a block. Five for nine from the field, three for five from three. Six for six from the line. Um, He did have six turnovers. But is summer league uh, how much of that is just not having chemistry and stuff like that i would be surprised if we don't sign him i think he had the his uh management not his management his what they call agent posted a tweet saying working on a deal with aj lawson and had the hashtag dallas mavs or something like that and that was like three days ago that's an odd thing to just put out there. Right. Especially if it's not done. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good idea. It would be very surprising to me if AJ Lawson isn't under contract. I might be getting too tempo Hattie, but my expectation is that we might have offered him the two way immediately. Like we might've already offered that, but he wanted a regular contract. And that's the only reason it hadn't been signed yet. Cause I don't see why they would wait otherwise. Um, With that said, it's going to be tricky with Moses Wright. If if we were operating under the idea that we only have a two-way or we're only going to use the two-way, I don't think we want to lose Moses either. At the bare minimum, he's getting that Exhibit 10 to come to training camp, and training camp invite or whatever. With that said, we can offer up to five of those. So who are the next four guys? And you Did you watch the first game? Uh, I told you I went back and watched like highlights of it. Okay, okay. Jarek Harding, point guard, Weber State, broke Dame's records, uh, leading scorer in Weber State history. He's small, but he looked like a guy that should be in the G League and could be really good in the G League. And could maybe be somebody's spark plug later down the road, like an Ish Smith type. Um, <clears throat> I, I expect him to get an invite. Bingham, seven-footer from Michigan State, uh, three and D shot blocker. I think he had a lot of big shot blocking games in college. Apparently didn't start playing basketball until 10th grade. Oh, wow. Uh, had a growth spurt. Said that it kind of changed his life because he was like a badass kid <laughs> before that. But when he hit the growth spurt, he started playing basketball. He started finding some discipline. And, I mean, he ended up in Michigan State. Uh, got a degree, all that good stuff. And now he's got a chance at the NBA. I think he'll get a camp invite exhibit 10 as well, kind of in that EJ Onu role, except he can actually play basketball. Um, The next two are 
I liked Ono, man. I I liked Ono too, but when he was on that court, it was clear there were some gaps. It was ugly. <laughs> it was some gaps between Division Three. The highlights looked nice, but <laughs> he was playing Division Three, and that's yeah. why he looked like Prime Mutombo. He was playing against motherfuckers that look like me. Exactly. Like he was, he looked like Prime Mutombo, and then he got to the NBA level. He was like these motherfuckers big. Um, <laughs> Looking like Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was with the uh, Thunder also. He was with somebody summer league this year. He had a couple blocks. They uh, the G League thing posted some clips. No, he might have been with Memphis. Whatever. He he's he's around. Um, Bingham is is number two. There's two other guys. I would like to keep around if possible. One of them's Mie Oni, who was with the Jazz for a couple of years. Uh, Yale guy, three and D. He didn't look great in summer league, but I still think that there's a player potentially there. I would again, if we can keep him, Exhibit Ten, get him to the 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 Legends, I would be cool with that. And the last one was uh, Pajola, the the other point guard who looked like a good distributor. Again, I don't know if he's NBA type, but if we can get him to our G League team, I'd like to keep him around. Like he can, he could be a really good player down there, um, <clears throat> and maybe get called up for like some a ten day some at some point. The last player that I could potentially see but wouldn't necessarily invite was Derek Alston, who had some threes from time to time, but he also was making some stupid decisions, pulling up in transition and stuff like that, trying to go to the basket when he should have made a pass. Like he was trying to get his a little bit too much, but you can see there was a little bit of a player there, and that's pretty much it. Um, any of AJ Lawson, Moses Wright, Bingham, or Harding getting a two way would not surprise me if Tyler Dorsey wasn't around. With Tyler Dorsey around, I can only see it being AJ or Moses. Has Tyler Dorsey impressed at all? Like, I haven't heard this dude's name. I've heard AJ Lawson's name. I've heard Moses Wright's name. Tyler Dorsey wasn't a summer league. So where he come from? He's been in Europe for the past couple of years. Right. Like he, so why does... He went to Oregon. He Back. had interactions with Nico. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And this was the sign for me that a little kid and Nico... <clears throat> need to expand their horizons. Like, there's a lot of signing of guys that they've had past ties to. And they're not all NBA type players. So it's, not, it's not sexy right now. If they're signing Tyler Dorsey because of his Oregon ties, it's not, it's, I'm not liking it. Oh, shit. <sighs> Wait, you back, you back. Okay. Why is it saying my internet connection is unstable? I got the wired setup. Like, why would my wired setup be unstable, my dog? Like, whatever. We're good. Yeah. So Dorsey, and that's what people were saying. Like, I feel weird giving the two way to Dorsey, who's not even here, when I'm watching players look like players, like right in front of me. Uh, like, he should have had to prove it too. Like, if I could watch him and Lawson on the court together and compare the two. I'd feel better about this. Uh, he is 26. Lawson's 21. Oh. Lawson's 21. 
And I feel like Lawson did all the things that we would be expecting him to do and maybe and better than he did it the last time he was in the NBA. So it's 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 kind of awkward right now, is what I'll say. I feel like people are gonna rebel against the Dorsey side and if and when it occurs. Well, I mean, to be real, y'all shouldn't care that much about two-way siders to begin with. So it is what it is. My fear, I don't know, I'm not it's not really a fear, but it's my my thought about what may end up happening because of the lawsuit of it all. They may end up giving Dorsey the regular contract. Oh God. Which is really gonna piss people off. And then give Mo That's gonna piss me off. <laughs> because again, nothing's signed, but my understanding of it is he told his European club he's not coming back. And it would be fucked up to say, you know what, we got these young dudes over here hooping, like, never mind. After he's already told his team he's not coming back. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, uh, I guess to move on to some main roster news uh, within the last week, uh, some dudes been talking. Luca being one of them, Porn Drogic being the other. Uh, I guess we'll start off with Luca. Did you find the quote? I did not. I was gonna try to search my DMs for it because I think it was in the the group chat. Um, ah, shit. I wanted the quote. I I, I I can paraphrase. Wait, here we go. I found it. I found the Mavs money ball joint. Okay, cool. <clears throat> you want me to read it? Yeah, just just read it. Okay. So he had an exclusive interview with a Spanish um, outlet in Spain. That felt goofy to say. That's that's hella redundant, but continue. So I'm gonna re- give this translated response. Da 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 da. The first was he was asked about Jalen Brunson leaving and Javal McGee arriving and how he thought, how he felt about the offseason, basically, the Mavs have had. And the translation, the literal translation came out to, well, the market has but just started and I expected the bosses of Dallas have more options to sign. Let's see what they do the the blackie translation ain't no way these motherfuckers done <laughs> you don't want me to do the blackie translation though. you had to do some editing you feel me? <laughs> uh the the free agency is just opening up and i expect that they're gonna get some more stuff done the, the blackie translation is is y'all serious <laughs> y'all serious no y'all dead ass <laughs> that ass though, That's it. <laughs> but yeah, basically he said, you know, I expect Mark and Nico to do some more stuff, which has not occurred at this point point in time. Which is a fair thing to say, even for the fans. That's a fair thing to say. I'm just my whole thing has been why y'all expect that at this point. <laughs> like me for Luca, he don't know no better. He y'all he should was. know better. This is this just his third season here. He don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, fourth season, I guess. So you rocking the Mystics? Yes, sir. Right. 
you know, Tasha Cloud, Tasha Cloud specifically. You can see the nine. Anyway, Cloud Nine. That's a, ain't that fire? Like people probably see the the Cloud Nine and think that it's just me being on another wavelength. But you know, anyway. Uh, so that was the first comment. People took it how they took it. And the second comment kind of plays into how some people took it, which is the interviewer asked Luca if he thinks he can win a championship in Dallas or would he be willing to play elsewhere? And the response was, and again, this is the direct translation. I do not plan on changing my objective. Stay with and win in Dallas. Although, of course, in future, nothing is known, but my idea and I hope to accomplish when in Dallas. Translation into non-direct Spanish to English translation. I do not plan to change my plans to win in Dallas. So my plan currently is to win in Dallas. I do not plan to change that. However, unless these motherfuckers force me to and don't get their shit together. However, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but yeah, right now I'm trying to win in Dallas. Paul George ain't want to leave Indiana until he saw that them motherfuckers ain't want to win. And and you can't say definitively, I'm not going to leave because it might come out like some leaked audio that Mark Cuban don't fuck with Luca like that. And like, why would he, <laughs> why would he stay at that point? Like that changes circumstances. That's different. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like he don't, he, that's what he said. Like, I don't know what the future's going to hold. I don't know if me and Mark Cuban going to get in the, like throwing some hands one day after a game or something. Like I'm not going to say I'm never going to leave, but right now I do not have any plans to leave. It's basically right. when it comes down. You should never say never. Right. And I believe people overreacted to that as well. Some people overreacted in the weirdest way possible, which was that people were reading too much into Google translated responses, which is like, first of all, this was in Spanish. This is Dallas, Texas. I'm pretty sure a lot of the fans speak Spanish. I'm pretty sure. I thought that was El Paso, Texas. It's Texas, period. You ain't see the. You ain't see. I mean, no it's right at the border. So. You ain't see no Hispanic Latinos on the timeline. No. You talk to Jose and Rolo every day. That's two people, bro. Come on. I'm saying like, there's plenty of Hispanic mass fans. Okay. And not to assume that all Hispanics know Spanish. A lot do. And to insinuate that we can't translate something from Spanish to English is absurd to me. Just for that note alone. Um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> I said that I almost responded to my boy Brad Townsend, who was the one, the culprit here, that I've been around enough Latinas to translate this myself in not so soft terms. Um Spanish is not that complicated to to expect a, a real translation from. Like if it was Slovenian or something, I could maybe hear that argument. But this is Spanish. 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 Come on, son. It, it, it is not. Anyway. 
there was a little bit of that on the timeline of like people mad about the translations, which brings us to the the second idea. Um, did you have any additional thoughts on that one before you bring up the other quote? Um, <laughs> I think people just look too deep into it as usual. Like people are going to overreact to anything said about the Mavericks, especially at this point in free agency. And if it's Luca saying something, but definitely going to overreact because he doesn't do that often. So I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, I will say, I think him saying, I expect them to do more is something to pay attention to. Like that's nothing to just gloss over. Like he's obviously not involved, which is another thing that came out that I want to get to, but he's not involved, but he sees everything that's going on. Yeah. Just because he's not involved doesn't mean he doesn't have the right to be happy or unhappy. Not saying he is unhappy or unhappy, but he's clearly paying attention. And if he's expecting them to do more, he's clearly not content with what they've done so far. And I think in the past, he's kind of not wanted to even talk about it. Like he's kind of brushed those questions off. But the fact that he answered it directly, I like it personally. I like that he's being more direct direct more about it more open with it and somebody said that they they wonder if it was because it was in a language he's more comfortable with versus english um which is probably a factor so and that's another thing that i think people need to pay attention to with this stuff english is his like third language yeah like how many languages do y'all know um i know a little bit i know three English, sarcasm, and foul language. Um, as far as the world languages, oh, okay, <laughs> wasn't specific. I mean, I could co-switch with, with some stuff myself, but uh, the the Spanish of it all, like I can read Spanish pretty well. I, I can, I can, I can read it. I can hear it if I take my time with it. But like, as far as like having a conversation, I'm going to freeze up at some point. Like if I get to a word, I can't think of a translation to them. Everything else is going blank. Like I tried to have a conversation with somebody the other day in Spanish. I got through like five sentences and they were impressed that I got that far. But like at some point I got to a point where I had to talk about something and I couldn't think of the words. And I was like, fuck it. Like, let's, let's, I, I, I give up. Let's go back. To um, <clears throat> And I think Lucas still has some of that with English. Like, I think he's comfortable to a point. I remember it was a press conference where he was like, I don't know that word. And it was a simple word. Right. And people have to take that into consideration when he's doing these interviews in English is that it is his third language. (laughs) Third. Spanish being second. Slovenian being the one that he was taught at birth. Obviously. (laughs) But I mean, another thing is like in, in these countries, like they learn other languages early. Like, there's not a ton of Slovenians, period. It's crazy to me that Kobe knew Slovenian. Kobe's different. Like, like this motherfucker knew Italian. I thought, he le- man, I thought he went and learned some of the Slovenian just to be able to do it. Maybe he did that, but that's, that's still even more crazy. Oh, yeah. But he said it, like, with the proper, like, inflections and what, like, he, his knowledge of, like, his sensitivity, I should say, to other languages is great. Yeah. Something to be impressed by for sure. But uh, 
but yeah, I do think that that was a factor. But I, again, I, regardless, I like that he was willing to even address the questions. I do not think that we need to read too much into it. He answered the questions in a very professional manner in a way that protects him right now and his future. The first one, we'll see, there's still some time left. Let's see what else they do. That's not, I'm, he didn't straight up say, I'm not pleased, but he didn't say I'm pleased either. Right. And he's willing to see if more things happen before he addresses how he feels about the offseason. Um, some people said that they wonder if that speaks to his lack of knowledge about how the offseason works, because technically we have one roster spot left and then the two ways. And so people were saying, you know, does he not realize that we don't have any money to spend? Like we could only offer minimum contracts, that type of stuff. But I don't think that matters for what he's saying. But they can still do things, trades, whatever. I won't say the trades because trades involve both sides. Like you have to have assets to trade. But I'm pretty sure there's a guy out there on a minimum contract who can be a rotational player. Not a high impact guy, but who can right. be a decent rotational player. Somebody that can help. Yeah. Okay, so so that's fine. Um, do you want to get to the other quote? Yes. Uh, since we're already on the topic of the front office, uh, one of the big things, Mavs fans, and also, again, bear with me, as you can hear, I'm stuffy. I am uh, too now because I've been talking to you. <laughs> um, Mavs fans had a big issue with Goran Dragic not becoming a Dallas Maverick this offseason for like the third or fourth time. Um he signed with the Chicago Bulls on a vet minimum deal, if I'm not mistaken. And in an interview with a Slovenian newspaper, I believe it's Vesur. I'm not, not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, right. It says, Goran Dragic explained that he was offered a contract with the Mavericks, which we weren't sure of. We weren't sure if the Mavericks reached out to him for a contract. He confirmed that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that he decided not to take it due to the limited role in Dallas. According to Drogic, they did not offer sufficient playing time, and he's of the opinion that he's capable of still helping a team on the floor as well as off the floor. Translated from Sylvanian, his answer is direct. We were in talks with Dallas. They made an offer, but I decided not to take it. They wanted me to play one game and then sit for the next five. I know I can easily play 20 minutes per game. I'm not ready to retire and just sit on the bench in a cheerleading role. He went on to say at the end of the day, they were not able to guarantee that I would play. They told me I would rather be on the that They told me that I would rather be on the bench. However, that does not interest me. That's why my signing there was not an option. Let me say this. Uh, I spoke on the podcast about my feelings on the Warren Drogic thing. I just didn't understand the whole upset about Warren Drogic and you people, honestly. Right. Um, I would have felt much better if they did not offer Gordon Dragic a contract at all, as opposed to this. Yeah, like okay. So that's what I was making sure you like in general or after hearing these quotes. Like after hearing these quotes, I would have felt better if they never offered him a contract because this makes them look like idiots. To right. be quite honest, I even felt like Gordon Dragic's kind of washed. But to say and like look at the talent on this team after losing Jalen Brunson. You're telling me, Gordon Drogic, you were going to play him for a game to sit him for five. Like, you wanted him to be a cheerleader or a mentor. Like, you wanted him to play the Boban role. Yeah. 
like that's that's unacceptable. This dude just played in the playoffs. I was unaware before the podcast what his numbers were in the playoffs. He played pretty damn good. Yeah. Telling me this guy can't help this team for a vet minimum contract? That's insane. Do I think he will play 20 minutes per game on his team? I fucking know about that. 15? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, 15? Like, you want this guy to play for a game to sit for the next five? You can't. You look at this roster and you have Goran Dragic in front of you, a guy who wants to play here. You get him for a minimum. And you can't guarantee him what his playing time would be? What's the reasoning behind him playing than sitting for a few games? Like who was who was hooping that we we can't play him? Who was at this meeting? Was Nico saying this? I want to say somebody said Jason Kidd doesn't like guaranteeing people minutes, and they think that might have been a factor. But you know what? I'm not asking them to guarantee him minutes, right? But don't tell the dude he's going to play and then sit for the next few games. Like, you dumb. Goofy as hell. Even if you plan on doing that, don't tell him that. Like, <laughs> like that's like me going up to a girl like, oh, what's a, dude, a, a father saying, what's your intentions with my daughter? Uh, I'm going to take her out on a date, fuck a couple times, and probably break it off. Like, even if that's your intentions, you don't say that. Not at all. That's you lie. Then let it play out. Right, right. The best part is you lie to get in the door, get them to accept it. Then along the way, you might change your mind. You might right. think like, all right, you know, the sex hitting I right, she really kind of cool. I think I'm going to stick around with this. You feel me? Like, you don't tell you don't tell her. Right. Yeah, I'm a smash. You don't know how it's going to play out. You don't know how it's going to play out. Whatever your intentions are, things change. Things change. And, like, seriously, who on this roster is playing more than him? Right. Like, you sitting here, are you telling him in the interview, Frank Lakina, Josh Green, and this rookie are definitely ahead of you on the depth Man, chart? Is playing. that, what, is that the conversation playing. we have? Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. That's what y'all talking about? This is the first time this offseason that I'm on y'all side. These motherfuckers tripping. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I could not believe, I didn't even know about this until we was talking about the show and Bib said, Warren Drogic comments. I'm like, what comments? Because I haven't been on the Twitter oh, timeline. Hadn't even seen it. I hadn't even seen it or heard about it. Mm. I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't spoke the timeline. I'm sure if I did, y'all would have been in an uproar about this. And oh, understandably so. <laughs> <laughs> understandably so. This is just bad front office management, and it seems like nothing has changed, even though the front office has changed. This, yeah, this, <sighs> and, and and we're not gonna blame this on Cuban because Cuban ain't promising nobody minutes. No, Cuban shouldn't even be part of that conversation. Yeah, um, I didn't talk about it much on the timeline. I ain't talk about it at all on the timeline. Fortunately, I had a group chat of select individuals. That I can have a measured conversation with without. I'm in there. I just don't comment much because group chats ain't really my thing. I don't like group chats either, but this one helps me avoid arguing with people on the timeline. So I accept it. Uh, yeah, because it's full of people with sense. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't. I don't want to have certain conversations on the timeline. But I wasn't with you as far as like I didn't think we should offer them. But I was in the camp of if we. No, it wasn't. Uh, that's not what I was saying. That's not what I was saying. I didn't say I didn't think we should offer him. I just wasn't that upset that we didn't okay. get him. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Close. I was. I was pretty much in that camp of like, yeah. like it. Like considering we lost it. Brunson, 
it makes especially, sense to go get him. Yeah, especially yeah. after we lost Brunson. Like yeah. that's an easy call. That's an easy call. With Brunson, I was never a fan of us getting Goran Dragic. Okay, I, I I can see that too. Um, at that point, he would have been that. He would have been Trey Burke, emergency yeah. reserve type. But without Brunson, it made all the sense in the world. And I'm whining and dining him at that point because, like, who else are you gonna get that's gonna fill that role? That's the thing, though. You didn't have to whine and dine him. He wanted exactly. to be here. He said, I'm at the table. What's up? And we told him, I mean, I guess you could come through. Like, whatever, though. Like, it's like I might be playing 2K, but you could come through. Like, it's like, bro, let me think of one of the baddest chicks on the planet. Like, don't say one of the, never mind. I ain't going to body shape. No, I'm going to say, like, somebody, people were. <laughs> Yo, and say it's the year 2005. And Megan Good texts my phone. And she say, you up? I'm like, yeah, I'm up. What's up? I'm trying to come through. Or or she say, can I come through? I mean, yeah, if you want to. That's what this was. Like, this person wants to be here. Feels a need. And you like, I mean, I guess, well, it's it's like your reverse psychology backfired. It's like when you tell a chick, I don't really need you. You can go. You remember that episode of Martin? Where Martin was like, I don't even need you, Gina. Step. Step. Then soon as she went to the door, he's like, no, baby, no. Except the Mavericks did not plead for Gina to come back. They let Gina walk out the door. They let Gina walk out the door, and that's the end of the show. It's the Y'all big- got to be the biggest dumbasses. This pissed me off. I'm not even gonna lie. This is crazy. This is crazy. It's the. It's no the- excuse for this. It's the second time in two years a player has wanted to come to Dallas, but because we couldn't have it exactly our way, like Burger King. We didn't. We didn't see it through. We didn't. What was the it. first time? What was the Mark, marketing? With market, marketing. I, I don't count that. Really? He was a restricted free agent. But they, I mean, they were going. They got rid of him. Plus, it had low. to be a trade thing. That's like. But a low, like what the fuck? What are we holding on to? I would have loved marketing. He was hooping. Yeah. He dunked. Did he have a big dunk on us? If I'm not mistaken, he went off on us. I think. And he, apparently, he, the motherfucker playing small forward now. That'd have been yeah, extra wing. Like, me off because they were like, "How are we gonna fit him with KP and da 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 da?" Everybody like, was like, "Why they go get marking?" And they already got Moby, right. Kevin Love, and Jared Allen. Then they hit him with the Usher meme, like, oh, "Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like, bare minimum is asset management. Like. You realize how big that get... team is? Yeah. They got Curse Levert now. That motherfucker six six. Right. They had Jared Allen, Mobley, Marketing on the court at the same three seven footers. And it worked. That's crazy. And people saying cat and go. Never mind. All right. <laughs> That's a whole other can of words. Don't open that one. <laughs> but uh Again, asset management, if a guy wants to be there and you can get them at a reasonable price, why would you not do it? Why, 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 who are we to say no 
to a guy that was effective in the playoffs last year. They treated that motherfucker like he's Sterling Brown. Took him for granted. Like, who on the market right now, realistically speaking? Because I said this. I said there's not many guys left who are going to make a big impact on a team. No. Is Goran Dragic going to make a big impact? I think that's 50-50. Yeah, there's the potential that he could, and just for that reason alone, but the combination. Please, like, common sense. Okay? Let's go back a year ago. Not even a whole year. <clears throat> Goran Dragic made it public that he wanted to leave Toronto. He didn't want to be there. He didn't like the direction the team was going. Motherfucker wasn't playing. And yeah, he didn't want to be. A, he didn't want to be a cheerleader. So a year later, you offer him a cheerleader role. You making me more mad. I don't know. <laughs> you notice the more we talk about this, the less sense it makes. My head hurts. Like I, I want to slap the kufi off somebody's head right now. Like what? Like, oh my god, this goddamn cat! I'm about to say the cat is pissed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I understand. I want it. Yeah, you want it going drastic too. I get it. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> like I just it it just makes no sense to me. I'm trying to find like their logic in it. I just cannot. This is almost like when. They show that when Nico shows Steph Curry the wrong slideshow. That was him. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! This motherfucker got a history. Like he wasn't prepared for this conversation at all. Was he also the motherfucker that pronounced Steph's name wrong? I think so. Yeah. Oh my God! Don't let him negotiate nothing. You lost Steph Curry, and you worked for Nike. You lost him to Under Armour. Which is which should be a deodorant, but that's a whole other thing, you know. Because it's hard. Shut up. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. I gotta say this. You ain't even gotta censor it, but you lost Ste- you're Nike. You lost a shoe deal for Steph Curry mm. to Under Armour. How bad at negotiating you got to be to lose one of the best basketball players on the planet shoe deal to niggas that make gear for football players? <laughs> Yo, Under Armour was making gear for football players. I remember they started out with like high school stuff. They started off with high school stuff. You're Nike. By not being prepared don't let him into you know what we need to hire a president of basketball operations because Nico can't be allowed in any meetings or if he's allowed in the meeting he need to just be like you know when when like a transaction when when a transaction is going on and and there's the main guy and, and then there's the backup Jason Kidd needs to be you caught the transaction thing. The main guy needs to be Jason Kidd, and the backup needs to be Nico, where you only speak when spoken to, and you only say something to add to the conversation where the main guy does not have knowledge of the situation. Um, you need to be Tommy Egan. 
Jason Kidd needs to be James St. Patrick. He the brains of the operation. You the muscle, a.k.a. the money. You throw the money out on the table. Jason Kidd does the talking. Because clearly you don't know what you're doing. I, uh... I, um... You couldn't sell blood to a vampire. I didn't think about the Toronto Raptors of it all. But, yeah, he's been very vocal for a long time about not wanting... Like, if I'm going to be in the league, I'm not trying to be on the bench. I want to play. So why would you walk into the negotiation saying, we're going to put you on the bench but sign this contract? Like, what kind of goofy shit is that? To a veteran that, that's thirsty for a ring. Like, he's not here to ride coattails. Like, he want, he's a baller. Like, he wants to ball. There are some players out there who are cool with being a role, a mentor off the bench. But he ain't one of them. Boban was not really one of them. And I'm honestly glad he's been freed. I think the Rockets said they might hold him hostage to be their vet. But like when a guy lets you know his intentions and you tell him in the negotiation that you're not going to give him what he wants, you why are you even having a conversation at that point? Like you're not paying this dude. You're not coming big out of pocket. Right. You're getting him on a minimum. Yeah, you're giving him the least amount of money you can give him. I don't see how we can't guarantee that he's going to get some minutes. Like who I don't understand who's supposed to be handling the ball off the bench in front of him on a consistent basis. Sitting there for five games is crazy. Let me, let me take this. a step. I hope he exaggerating. I don't. And here's, let's go to this. Once again, the translation thing came up and a lot of people who don't seem to understand how language works were, Saying, oh, y'all are taking this translation to far and blah, 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 blah. You don't really know the context and the inflection. Blah. Saying that somehow this translation wasn't real, even though it came from a Slovenian. This ain't Google Translate. No. They typed this into a, a, a engine and some computer came up with it. An actual translator translated this. And I think Matei also translated it. Again, our guy, Matei. He translated who is Slovenian. Who is very Slovenian. Like I've been very on his Slovenian. podcast. Yes. <laughs> I've been on his podcast. I've been in his spaces. They are in there saying words that I don't understand. <laughs> but he can switch to the English very smoothly as well. We've barely ever had any issues when speaking just English. We had him on the podcast before. He spoke perfectly fine in English. Yes. So he knows both languages. And he agreed with the translation. I don't know what more y'all want. You don't want to accept. I understand. It seems very stupid that this is what we would do, but that's what he said we did. Yeah. So. And Again, I hope like, he exaggerated. And that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, maybe he did kind of the five games part of it was a bit much, but the fact that he even alluded to something like that he didn't pull that out of his behind they made him they made him aware you might play here and there I can't guarantee you're going to get consistent minutes keep it a buck with you Rick Carlisle ain't sitting going drives for five games <laughs> he love him some veteran point guards he playing that boy yeah <clears throat> uh, we've been frustrated several times with I love uh, Jason Kidd though I'm just if that was your decision brother you are wrong I'm really annoyed 
by the thought that they intentionally chased him off. Because that's how it feels. Don't get. Like, we'll take you if versus selling on why you should come. And it feels like they only even entertained it for the Luca side of it. Like, this is Luca's guy. I guess we'll have this conversation. Like, they actually weren't interested. They just knew he was interested. Like, they were the wingman who was there to talk to the friend. But they couldn't even pretend that they were actually interested in the friend. They just told him, like, hey, we can do this. Since they over, they since they I, they want us here to be. I'm supposed to distract you anyway. I'm here for this. Like we, I'll go through with it, but I have absolutely no interest in you. That's pretty much what we did. That's that's wild to me. I don't why I don't. I hadn't talked or thought about it a lot, but I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm very annoyed. Um, shout out to him for having some self respect. And go into a team that was at least willing to lie to him and say that he was gonna have a role. Because I mean, come to think about it, how he gonna have a role on? They got Alice Caruso, Lonzo. Yeah, nah, brother. Yeah, yeah they, at least more... at least the Bulls did it the right way. Like, uh, yeah, I just Kobe I want to play like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. That was legit, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you get him in the door. Like he uh, has yeah. their. Yeah, you you gonna play those amount of minutes? Got you. Yes, sign sign right there. Yeah, fuck out of it. <laughs> there are more people in his way there than there are here. The Bulls either lied or just shook night the shit out of his ass. And that's the way. I think Vucevic they said played a big role in the negotiation as well. He just been recruiting motherfuckers. Yeah. So and the, and he thought he was gonna be in Utah like right. two two weeks ago, but. Chicago, he's recruiting. So, you know what? Shout out to them for doing it the right way. It sucks to watch free agency play out and see other teams make competent moves while we're twiddling our while we're doing weird stuff to me. Um, I almost want to sit down and like grade each team's offseason. There's only a couple teams I can think of that might be below us. And even then, it's debatable. And those teams, like, did almost nothing. I mean, when you say grade out offseason, you mean offseason or free agency? I'll say free agency, man. Yeah, because I don't think our offseason was bad. I think we were average at yeah. best. Like, we had some bad stuff, but we had some good stuff. Yeah. And it falls somewhere in the middle. Um, to go back to the recruiting thing, Tim McMahon was on, I think, the Hoops Hype podcast. Okay. He mentioned that Luca isn't really too keen on recruiting guys. Like they get his input on things, but he's not actively recruiting guys. And I think that's okay. A lot of the fans I've noticed want Luca to be so involved. Well, not want him to be involved, but they want the front office to involve him. To or... Ask to involve him and ask, like, oh, you know, get what Luca likes. Like maybe Luca doesn't want to be involved. A lot of guys didn't want to be involved. Like, I don't think, to my memory, Kobe didn't want to be involved. I think, and that's what I'm saying, like, Luca's personality and being a killer like he is, is not going to be out here 
hey, buddy, you want to come hoop with me and make us better so I can get a... No, he's not. No, he's ready to kill everything moving. Like, he's not out here slurping for no for no help. Like, he's not Slurking, out here... Slurping, bro. He's not out here getting on his knees. Yo, yo, that's not better. <laughs> <laughs> I try to flip it to prayer. Like, what we do? Like, begging. Like, when you be- get down on your knees and beg. Okay, like, all right, all right. So, like, he's not out here. And it's it's funny because... They want him to do that, but they judge the people that do that. Yeah. So either you want him to be that, or you you need to decide who you which who you are, what you actually want. There's no issue with players who recruit other players. There's also no issue with guys who don't. Lucas says he spends his off season in Europe. That motherfucker is the off season. In my mindset, I'd be like, that's the front office job to get other guys, not exactly. mine. They get paid for that. I get paid to hoop. It's the off season. I'm about to enjoy my off season. Y'all want me to y'all want me to hoop during the season, train during the off season, and do your job? You're crazy. Exactly. And it's not his fault that the front office can't do the job. Right. Luca is Luca. If y'all want him to be more friendly, he's he can be friendly. He's getting more comfortable with the friendly side of it. They showed the little audio clips of him at the All-Star game. And it was funny because, like, he was trying to make jokes with people, but they weren't all good jokes. <laughs> like the DeMar DeRozan thing. You remember that? You see, no. not know what I'm talking about. No. He, like, came up to DeRozan. He was like, you make all the mid-range shots, right? You, like, don't, you don't miss from mid-range. And DeRozan was like, oh, I miss some. He was like, but not much. <laughs> and DeRozan was like, yeah. That's just not funny. Right, but he's but that's him, him like right. trying to like make a little joke. It's just not funny. But <laughs> he was so awkward. is from Compton, bro. You're not about to get him with them weak ass white boy jokes. What is that? They're not even white boy jokes. I'm not even about to disrespect he white boys. Don't boy. know, but like he all he knows like, is like DeRozan knows. Hey, hey, like, you, you don't, don't know Vinny, though, right? Come on now, yo. Like the fuck is you talking about? Leave my boy alone. Like oh, it just shows like how much of a child he is. Like his knowledge of DeMar DeRozan is like the casual basketball fans' knowledge of DeMar DeRozan. Like he he can't talk to him about where he's from, his family, none of that. He's just like DeRozan mid-range shot. Let me go talk to him about these mid-range shots. Um maybe he was trying to absorb his abilities. I don't know. Like maybe that's what he was on. He was on his road. Um but uh, but yeah, they showed a little clips of him like going around to different people making jokes. Um, even when Giannis was doing it to Luca, it was kind of similar. Like when he was like, "Oh, you do the step back, right? I need some of that Luca magic, like that type of stuff." Like some of these players aren't built for the. They both fucking corny, bro. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that's what it reminded me of, like the awkwardness and the goofiness of trying to be funny. Because that's 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 like what you got in your back pocket. And the clips, have you seen like the clips of him and Zion going around? <clears throat> Zion is laughing like Luca just said the funniest thing on earth. Zion's a corny motherfucker too. So we, that's that's it. We gotta go find the corny dudes. That's how we that's how we win. Um so if y'all know some corny dudes out there in the NBA, that's who we need to be after. I can't believe we did over an hour on this podcast. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, most of it was you talking about fucking summer league. So let's uh, 
talking about some motherfuckers that ain't going to play during the season. Fuck them boys. So, um, no, nah, I'm just Lawson. joking. AJ Lawson getting on the court if we sign him. Okay. Guarantee. get on the court, but AJ Lawson getting on the court. Guarantee. Let me write it down. Where the board at? Goran Dragic can't get on the court, but AJ Lawson though. He plays the right way. Right. That's what you're not getting. He plays the right way. I think. Okay. Saint okay. John said. Where the hell did I write? The, I don't even remember where I wrote the shit. I don't even remember what I wrote. You had made a guarantee of some sort. I don't remember what it was. I'll find it. Did I say something about Jaden Hardy in minutes? I think you might have. I'll find it. Okay. Well, with that being said, we about to get up out of here. This podcast went way longer than it should have, uh, but y'all know how we do. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll find something to talk about. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll do another Q&A. When all else fails, do a Q&A. Uh, but until then... I found your thing, if you want me to remind everybody. Yeah, what is it? You said that Hardy would play under 30 games. Okay. That's not looking to... And to be clear, my statement was not that he would play regular minutes, but he would get on the court. Like, if we sign up to a two-way, even. AJ Lawson will see the court. If it's garbage time, that shit don't count. No garbage time counts, yeah. I'll the Jaden Hardy thing, the way this roster constructed, that shit ain't looking too sweet. That motherfucker <laughs> we, we'll see games. what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> play 60 games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we're signing off. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Porridge. Punch. Thank you.